Live well, bank well at Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. At Affinity Plus, the approach to banking is different because they focus on people, not profit. They serve members with care, excellence, and integrity, built on a solid foundation since 1930. The Affinity Plus not-for-profit cooperative structure allows members to receive maximum benefits while experiencing outstanding service. By and large, members of Affinity Plus love this credit union. And Affinity Plus loves the communities they serve. And they are a strong community partner working very hard every day to support the people, businesses, and relationships that exist in their communities. Visit Affinity Plus at the Brainerd Lakes branch in Baxter to learn more. Or just have a chat and some free coffee. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today we are visiting with our friends from the Minnesota State Patrol. We have Sergeant Neil Dickinson with us, public information trooper with the Minnesota State Patrol. Mark Tazel and Todd Merwin are both Minnesota State Patrol trooper pilots also with us. Gentlemen, welcome to Community Focus. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, here we go. A couple of busy, busy events coming up. Uh, number one is Halloween, yes, where we uh, like to emphasize the safety. And I know a lot of the uh, local law enforcement in town, but out on the highway, too, it, it still applies. It does. It applies everywhere. You know, uh, Halloween night, uh, we still have the tradition of tra- going. the kids going door to door and getting candy. And I remember growing up in the Duluth area, I used to get a pillowcase and we used to fill it up, and I'd go back out. So you know, yeah, I made it worthwhile. So, oh, but we were we absolutely, I made it work. But uh, you know, it's still going on in our areas. But uh, we just want to remind everybody that's going to be out trick or treating to be safe out there. For the trick or treaters out there, the parents make sure that the kids' costumes have some sort of reflective material. If they don't, a flashlight works. So those glow sticks. I've seen a lot of the kids that are walking with the glow sticks now, and the kids love those too. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then have a costume where they can see. I remember when I was a kid, I had a I had a mask where I couldn't see out of it, but it looked cool, right? But uh, it wasn't real safe because you know, especially when it starts getting dark out, um, you got to be able to see. And a reminder to the parents, the trick or treaters, use the crosswalks. Yes. We don't want anybody crossing the street in the middle of a street because that's where we're seeing the majority of our pedestrians that get hit by a car is when somebody doesn't use a mark a crosswalk either marked or not and then a tip for the motors out there again we have a lot of kids that are out if you were like me back when <laughs> at that not age really you, you're not paying attention you're trying your goal is to get a lot of candy and they're pretty much running across the street so so watch out for all the kids out that are going to be out there that that don't have traffic safety in their mind and just anticipate maybe some of them crossing in the middle of the street slow down pay attention Never drive intoxicated. I know Halloween is one of those. Yeah, and this Saturday will be. Yeah, and unfortunately, we're hopefully we don't have any incidences. But chances are, somebody is going to make that poor decision and get behind the wheel of a car, and they had maybe too much to drink or other thing that's going to make them impaired. So we just want to make sure that nobody gets hit by a car out here, and we don't want to take anybody to jail for driving under the influence. So plan ahead, right? Don't don't put yourself in that situation. So we want everybody to have a fun uh, weekend. Very good. Yeah, Saturday night especially. I know there's a number of establishments that are having their costume contest. There's nothing worse than a being on the dash cam of the State Patrol in your costume. <laughs> you, uh, you know, I've seen... Mugshot wearing <laughs> mascara, right, boys? <laughs> yeah. i seen one of our... This was years ago, and I don't know if uh, Mark or Todd remember the video. I, um, I think it was one of our retired troopers now stopped somebody for... DWI and they were in an elf costume yes. <laughs> and they were all doing field sobriety so you can imagine how embarrassing that would have been for that person but uh, mm-hmm. 
You know, it was funny, but really it's not, right? No, I mean, you're looking at not. something like that. It's yeah. They didn't make a good choice. So, again, we, we know there's going to be a lot of people out and about on Saturday, so everybody be safe. Okay. You mentioned pedestrians, and, Neil, I just saw the story. Pedestrian fatalities yeah. are up in Minnesota. They are. I just got back from the Towards Zero Death Conference in St. Cloud. It was actually going on yesterday and, and this morning already, and, and I did attend a, uh, one of the classes that they have. talked about pedestrian safety, and they were focused out of St. Paul, on how can they reduce, uh, you know, any type of pedestrian uh, crash down in the city of St. Paul. So they had a bunch of different um, scenarios, marked crosswalks versus unmarked crosswalks, and it really didn't show much of a difference from from what's going on. The majority of the crashes that happen is when a car yields to a pedestrian in a, in a crosswalk. Mm-hmm. Other cars are go either passing them, going around them, oh or if it's a two-lane, they're going around, and that's mm-hmm. where we're seeing a lot of the pedestrians getting crashed getting hit out on the roads. So if you see a vehicle in front of you that's yielding to somebody in a crosswalk, more than likely there's a pedestrian there. Yeah. Just stop, wait your turn, right? Yeah. Pedestrians can do their part too. Make eye contact with those drivers before you walk out into the street. Mm-hmm. That makes a huge difference. Make sure they're paying attention and they're not looking down at a cell phone, for instance, mm-hmm. right? Oh boy. Or something that's going to distract them. So definitely our pedestrian fatalities have been up in a lot of those it's unfortunately like 33 already this year yeah um the numbers are 34 it just went up yeah um so that's far far too many and, and a lot of the pedestrians that do get hit a lot of them are under the influence of something too so you know they're they can not be, eye they're not making eye contact they're not making good decisions as well so but remember the state law any uh intersection Either there's a marked crosswalk or, or not, pedestrians have the right of way if they want to cross. Yeah. So we have to be looking out for them. Very good. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other issues this time of the year, Neil? Well, we got deer hunting safety, uh, right? Yes. Uh, we talked about Halloween. Now we have, uh, um, obviously, deer hunting. Is, is It's actually been going on. My son's already participated in the youth hunting season he's 16 and there you go and then uh bow hunting hunting is going on on. so we get a lot of folks that are going to be out in the woods deer hunting deer hunting safety right make sure you let someone know where where you're going to be hunting when you plan on returning Mm -hmm. right have a cell phone with you have some sort of emergency kit in case you do get lost water some sort of food source make sure you're dressed you know appropriately for the weather and um if we talk about uh, firearm safety as well, and we see a lot of, of people getting hurt climbing um, stands, mm-hmm. you know, the ladders. Um, maybe, stuff. yeah, so double check your stands, make sure that they're secured, right, um, while you're doing it. Um, and watch how many adult beverages that you consume, right? Mm-hmm. When Because that seems like the pattern when someone gets hurt or they fall out of it, maybe they had a little too many alcoholic beverages, and that never helps anybody out. Mm-hmm know what you're shooting at as well, right? And what's behind it. And which, what's behind you. Where is that bullet going to travel to? And I know the DNR probably comes in here and they talk about deer hunting safety. And, and the pilots that are with me today can maybe give some advice if you do get lost oh, yeah. and what you can do. And, um, and, and our folks here with the uh, State Patrol, our, our air wing, is, has done many search and rescue missions. Mm-hmm. And I have two gentlemen here that uh, have plenty of experience when it comes to that. Very interesting. Let's... Let's talk a little bit about that because it seems almost every year somebody gets lost in the woods. Yeah, deer hunting season can be our, one of our busiest times for searches. Uh, hunters making bad choices, not being prepared, yeah. getting lost. Uh, we have some real capable platforms uh, 
to help find them. Okay. Uh, we have two Bell 407 helicopters and a Cirrus SR-22 fixed wing, all with the state-of-the-art sensors. But when we're looking for somebody, uh, be, no, be it noted that uh, we're not going to sneak up on anybody with a helicopter, very <laughs> noisy. So if you hear us coming and you want to be found, uh, make yourself as visible as possible. Like Neil mentioned, the cell phone can be used more for uh, than just calling. Use the light on it. Uh, anything we mm-hmm. can see to help uh, pick you out will help you uh, get rescued. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you have the heat sensing cameras on those as well? Yes, we have multi-function sensors on them, and the, probably the most capable at night or in, even in daytime is the is the thermal imager. Right. And like I said, they're state-of-the-art, high definition. Or they've come a long ways mm-hmm. in just the years that I've been on the patrol. Mark, let's start with you. Do you fly both uh, the <coughs> helicopter and fixed wing? Yes, all, all of our pilots, and there's only eight of us, uh, are dual-rated in both the helicopter and the fixed wing. What is uh, what usually goes out first in a lost hunter? Is it easier to, to do the uh, the helicopter for that type of a, a scenario? Uh, both systems have their unique capabilities. The the aircraft is a little faster, uh, so it can get places a little quicker. Uh, obviously, we can't hover with the with the airplane. So as far as actually uh, rescuing you, we're not going to use that platform. Uh, the helicopters. Uh, Uniquely, we can do some things that hover, get down lower, mm-hmm. uh, look at things. And we also have, uh, we've partnered with St. Paul Fire Department to form the Minnesota Aviation Rescue Team. So if you are hurt, say you fell out of your deer stand or something, you got a broken leg or something, mm-hmm. you're out deep in the woods, we can repel medics into you uh, and then haul you out to where an ambulance or an air ambulance can get to you. Wow. I didn't and realize it had that capability. And do you guys stay mo- mainly in northern Minnesota or do you just travel all over the state wherever you're needed? How does that work? We cover the entire state. Uh, we just have the two bases, St. Paul and Brainerd. Okay. So wow. we have to respond from one of those two bases, yeah. wherever it may be. So if you're a long ways from either one of those bases, it's going to be a little while. So once again, like Neil said, if you have a survival kit to stay warm, preparedness, be ready. Uh, we'll yeah. get there as soon as we can, but it might be a little bit. Yeah, very interesting. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, have you rescued people before personally? Oh, absolutely. All of our, I don't know if the pilot that hasn't, uh, that's been on even a short time. Uh, were you guys working on the uh, lost child that was just last week, uh, the kid who was is out, it uh, what is it, elementary Big school Lake. kid? Yeah, in Big, Big Lake. Lake. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, actually, a partner's out of the city's one on that one. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk more about the uh, aircraft itself, uh, Todd. What uh, uh, What's some of the amazing things uh, besides that equipment that, uh, that you've done with the, this equipment on some of your, uh, if you will, search and rescues? Well, like Mark said, uh, as far as the, the speed of the, the Cirrus is very nice. So anywhere in the state that we can get to in a quick uh, amount of time. Uh, our Bell helicopters aren't uh, too much slower, but they are a little bit slower, uh, a little bit easier to get to uh, to and from as far as uh, hovering, that sort of thing. But the Cirrus, for the most part, has been uh, the great platform. Uh, we always ask that uh, these agencies that do get that last call to give us a call right away so at least we can get uh, started into that area as far as uh, getting overhead and hopefully uh, trying to find that person that uh, has a signal that's ready to go. So then when you guys are there and you found somebody and you're either hovering, are you waiting then for other people to come in on the ground and go in and rescue or are you plucking people out of the woods? How does that work? A little bit of both. If uh, A lot of times uh, there might be an injury. Somebody might have fell out of a stand ah. or something. So that's why they haven't uh, returned back to their hunting party. But uh, a lot of times with the fixed wing, we'll direct people uh, in that are on the ground that are mm-hmm. helping in the search. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, 
So th- we're talking about lost hunters, but you also uh, sometimes have to go looking for people that don't want to be found, don't you? <laughs> Talk <laughs> yes. about some of those dynamics. <laughs> well, that's always the biggest thing that we always say. We, uh, we're out there trying to find the people that are lost that want to be found and uh, the ones that uh, don't necessarily want to be found by us. But that's where uh, certainly the equipment comes in handy. We're, uh, we're able to narrow down and uh, direct people in where they might be at. Yeah. Now, uh, I also heard, do you, is there a part of the State Patrol that's now also working on drones, and is that part of your... Uh... Uh, right now, uh, currently, we are not uh, using any type of uh, drone platform. Okay, so uh, is that private parties that are called in sometimes? Or? Uh, th- yes, the one that actually helped out with uh, the six-year-old down in uh, Becker uh, was just a private person that came and assisted with that. So I uh, uh, brought up before that uh, we went up uh, twice to come in. We had to get fuel and come back and uh, search for the, the lost kid. And uh, in the time that we are coming back up for the third time, they had located the child. Amazing. We are talking about integrating drones into our, our program, especially like the uh, crash recon- reconstruction end of it, where, uh, uh, say, there's a bad crash up in Thief River Falls. The uh, investigator up there could launch launch a drone and take some aerial photos of the scene rather than us coming up from Brainerd or out of St. Paul. Uh, I'm not the person to talk <laughs> to that because I'm not uh, directly involved with it, mm-hmm. but we, we are going that direction. Well, you just brought up something I was going to ask. Besides finding lost hunters or finding the bad guys that don't want to be found, what other uses uh, do you participate in? What other projects uh, with the uh, flight? And you just mentioned uh, crash reconstruction is part of what you do too? Correct. I, many years ago, I, before I came on the flight section, I was a crash reconstruction uh, specialist. In fact, I think I was on this program. Is it, uh, as far as crash reconstruction, uh, aerial photography is a, is a very helpful tool yeah. to uh, aid with the mapping of a scene and then to show what happened in real time, uh, an actual aerial photo of the crash scene as opposed to just a, a map uh, map recreation of it. So it really helps in the investigation. It helps in the presentation of the findings of the investigation. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Anything else that you get involved with? Well, as far as the Minnesota State Patrol is concerned, we are a draft safety organization. So yes, we uh, still use our Cessnas and our aircraft for speed enforcement. So uh-huh. we talk a little bit about the Highway uh, 371 initiative, where we're out there uh, trying to get people to obey the speed limit and it comes along with uh, everything else as far as compliant uh, things. So those little markers that you see on the road that are a quarter mile apart, we uh, use uh, equipment for that where we uh, time the vehicles going through that and we call down to the units that are waiting on the ground and make the initial contact and uh, go from there on the traffic stop. Sneaky little fellas. (laughs) In addition to what my partner said about the speed enforcement, uh, the fixed-wing aircraft are unique and we can do other forms of traffic safety enforcement. Pass on the right is a big uh, thing. It's dangerous. Uh, Neil talked to that, especially with the pedestrians. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's kind of hard to enforce with a marked squad sitting in an intersection. Uh, People, you know, sometimes put on a little better behavior. So uh, we can use the aircraft for aggressive driving enforcement, like passing on the right and other things, in addition to the speed enforcement. So just just remember, somebody might be looking down on you. Mm -hmm. That's right. Which eyes in the sky. (laughs) To me, begs the question. So uh, do you have equipment that uh, actually allows you to see, uh, like, license plates? Or how do you you, uh, determine vehicles? Uh, or sh- shouldn't we give up that information on this? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll, right, we'll talk about it. It's not a secret. Uh, especially in the sensors, they're not equipped with sensors, so it's it's the uh, our eyeballs. Uh, 
we'll obviously have the vehicle description, what kind of vehicle it is, what color vehicle it is, and then we maintain visual contact with that until we pass it off to a trooper or other oh. officer. We work with the deputies and the local officers uh, in this too, sure. and we'll and we'll call call the vehicle out to them, positive, positively identify the vehicle to them, make sure they. It's the imperative right. we make sure they stop the right vehicle. Right. Yeah. And if and if for some reason we lose sight of the vehicle, we're going to let it go. Oh, very interesting. But you could warn them if someone's coming in hot <laughs> kind of thing or has done something. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What an exciting job, though. That's got to be crazy. <laughs> Adrenaline. Yes? No? <laughs> <laughs> One thing, I, the, another thing they do help uh, the, the ground units or the, the police officers on the, on, the, on the ground if there is a pursuit, for instance, to... If they're up in the area or they're called to assist, by all means, they'll they'll take over the pursuit for us. So now the dangerous activity of us pursuing somebody, we can we can drop off, and they're going to walk us right up to where they eventually stop. And and that's just another great tool that mm-hmm. uh, that our pilots do in our air wing. And and uh, like I said, you guys heard there's a lot of functions that they do, and and we appreciate them. Yeah. That's for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I would imagine uh, when you're not. When you don't want to endanger other drivers and there's a high-speed chase with uh, traffic on a freeway, it's a lot easier for you guys just to fly in because eventually they're going to stop, maybe jump out of the car, run for the woods. And you guys are able to see that whole scenario and guide the uh, law enforcement right in, aren't you? Yes, it's it's really enhances safety if we can get overhead. And like Neil said, uh, then the ground units can back off. Hopefully the bad guys will slow down. And then we'll just sit there and watch them and follow them. And like they said, they're, they're eventually going to stop. So yeah. uh, and then we can safely guide uh, people in. I've been over pursuits. Uh, the ground units backed off. And then I just told them where they're going. And, and uh, we had units waiting for them where they're going to. And it, it usually ends very safely compared to some of the yeah. other outcomes that could happen. Yeah. When you mentioned there's two bases, uh, the Twin Cities and here in Brainerd, uh, and you patrol, do you go to all corners of the state? Mm-hmm. I mean, some days you're patrolling up around East Grand Forks. Another day you could be up near Ely and so on and so forth. Correct. We're responsible for the entire state, so we try to get out and uh, cover as much of the state as we can. Uh, unfortunately, we only have the two bases. We used to have four years ago, but uh, as things go. Nobody wants to pay taxes. <laughs> you can say it. I'm a, ta- I'm a taxpayer, too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it must be fascinating. That's all I can say. And thank you for what you do because you yeah. really do help keep us safe on the roadways, and yeah. that's important. Um, the 371, uh, we, we mentioned that. That enforcement continues, does it not, Neil? Or either any of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, um, I talked to, well, Tom Nixon that's on the show with me quite a bit, and I just talked to uh, um, both lieutenants out of the Brainerd District uh, down at the TZD conference. And, yeah, it's still uh, it's still going strong, and we've seen a reduction. I don't have numbers for you, but... They've all said that they've seen a reduction in the amount of crashes that are happening out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, serious injury fatalities on Highway 371, you know, from Little Falls up uh, up, up north. So uh, and we're telling everybody that, hey, we're out there. It's not just the state patrol. The other agencies are assisting us with this this project, and that was our effort to see if, if, if extra enforcement is going to reduce those crashes out there, and we've seen it already happening. So, yeah. again, we want to let everybody know, hey, we're still out. We're always out, right, looking, but uh, we have extra enforcement. Usually at we're trying to hit these target areas where we're seeing the higher number of crashes or speeding violations or or um, distracted driving type of things. So we got the ground units out there, and I know the, the air wing's up uh, looking as well, looking for speeding violations or uh, aggressive drivers. And what we're going to do is, is stop that car, and, and I always say we, we're going to educate the driver. That's our job in, mm-hmm. in, in the state patrol. So um, we're out in force, like I said, 
you know, we, we did that down on Highway 23s recently, and we've mm-hmm. seen a reduction down there as well. So, yeah, very good. That's good. And can yeah. I ask one more thing? We, you know, we were talking about the um, hands free law now, but also the slowpoke thing. Right. How is that going and how is that being enforced? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen any numbers on okay. that, but uh, I just want to remind everybody when that law came into effect August 1st, like the hands free, that didn't give people the right to exceed the speed limit. And I think that was misunderstood when that law came out. Yeah. Um, we just remember the speed limit is the limit, right? And, in both uh, lanes. In both lanes, right. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing the speed limit in the left lane, you really shouldn't be forced to go to the right lane, right? But make it a habit. If somebody wants to speed and get by you, make it a habit to stay in that right lane. And if you see somebody really driving erratic or, or traveling well above the posted speed limit, call. Call 911, get a license plate number for us, and we'll do our best to get that car stopped. Very good. Okay. Gentlemen, we got to wrap up. I really appreciate you guys coming in to talk about what you do with the Air Wing uh, with the State Patrol. Yeah. And stay safe. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you for having Thank us. You. Neil, as always, thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks Thank for you. being here, and we'll see you again next month. Yes. All right. Our guests today, uh, Sergeant Neil Dickinson is a public information trooper with the Minnesota State Patrol. And the Minnesota State Patrol trooper pilots, Mark Tauzel and Todd Merwin with us today as well. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus shows are also available online at 1067wjjy.com. You can listen anytime there. And that's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. We also have our Community Focus shows now on our new uh, JJY app that's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.